There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's normal to have freezing cold feet. Is it normal that my tongue looks like it's been through a shredder? Is it normal to be dizzy? Is it normal to crave crushed ice? Is it normal to need so many naps? Hello and welcome to Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast with me, Jessie Ware. We're now at week 33. As we gear up to planning our birth, we'll be joined by Siobhan Miller from The Positive Birth Company to talk about hypnobirthing a little bit. But first, I'm joined by consultant obstetrician and gynaecologist Jess McMicking to run through some questions and symptoms that you might be feeling at this stage in pregnancy and explain what's going on with our babies. Welcome, Jess. Thank you for having me again, Jess. It's a pleasure to be back. So, Jess... Week 33, I am starting to feel Braxton Hicks. Now, I know what Braxton Hicks's are because I guess I've done this a couple of times, but some people may not know what a Braxton Hicks is. Will you explain what a Braxton Hicks is and is it normal to be experiencing these around week 33? Yeah, so Braxton Hicks, uh, it can happen at any time in the third trimester and it doesn't actually provide a predictive marker for when you're going to have your baby. So, you know, what's most important is we say, okay, well, what sort of is a common pattern for Braxton Hicks or what do they feel like? And I don't know, I mean, Jesse, you can talk from personal experience here and sort of slap me if I'm saying anything wrong, but it's sort of like a gentle sort of tightening and it happens a bit sporadically and there's no type of... Um, pattern to it but it's that sensation that it's sort of like oh hang on that that was a little tightening there and then sort of you go about your business and you might feel it a little bit later Um, but that's sort of what a Braxton Hicks is it's not a typical labor type contraction where it's on off on off on off type pains um, that really increase in intensity and timing as well. And so we shouldn't be stressed out if they are happening I mean not regularly but they're happening more than maybe five times a day. So I, I think, you know, the key here is clarifying, well, is this a Braxton Hicks? And so that's what, you know, it, it might take is actually you could focus on, okay, let me write down the pattern of when they come, you know, mm-hmm. even just a little note on your phone. Because if you're concerned or you're unsure, this is your opportunity to present to your local maternity unit, your midwife, your obstetrician, and say, actually, I'm not sure what my symptoms are. Look, I've tracked them on my phone. You know, is this normal? Um, because you are right. What we want to exclude mm. is that this is a signs of labor. And so that's why it's super important 
important. In every circumstance, you know, these symptoms can be a little bit different. So if you're unsure, definitely seek that uh, medical review. Jess, I've realised that I have like some residual um, kind of crusty stuff on my nipple. And if I squeeze really hard, I can get some stuff out. I think it's colostrum. Now, is it normal to be having colostrum in your boobs at 33 weeks? And for them to be leaking. <laughs> Some women can, and especially women who've had babies before. Okay, cool. Um, you know, your, your breasts just know what's going on. They've, you know, they've been there, done that. They're clever. You know, they're sort of starting to develop and prepare themselves for obviously the, the feeding that's um, coming up. We do say, you know, try to hold off on collecting colostrum at this point just because you're just a little bit early and what we know is any sort of nipple stimulation can provoke um, the onset of labour. So if you can hold off for now and just sort of wipe it away and whatnot, I'm sure you'll still be able to collect some colostrum in the weeks to come. I love that I get loads of colostrum at 33 weeks, but yet when I get to the breastfeeding part, it's a bugger. So it's just a cruel joke that my boobs are playing on me. Um, But thank you for that. Now we have a note from a pregnant woman called Fiona and she asks... Is it normal to have Braxton Hicks accompanied by light period pains at 33 weeks? Thanks, Fiona, for your note. Yes, so it can be normal to have Braxton Hicks at 33 weeks. I guess, you know, if you're adding in, oh, I've got period pains Mm. as well, I'm just not quite sure, you know, it might be wise to go and get checked. What that check will involve at 33 weeks is um, they'll likely put you on the monitor. So that's that CTG machine that I think I've spoken before about in an episode where we track the baby's heartbeat, you know, for a certain amount of time. But what they also do as part of that machine is they put a um, a little circle device and it's called a transducer. Yeah. It sits on your abdomen and it actually marks any sort of uterine activity. It right. can sense if things are sort of contracting or relaxing. As part of that assessment, what will yeah. also happen is um, the midwife or the doctors will perform a speculum exam to actually visualise your cervix, the length of your cervix, and to check it's not opening up or dilating um, because that's the most important thing is excluding preterm labour. Yeah, because I guess you want to know it's, if it's Braxton Hicks or the actual real thing and you're in early stage of exactly. labour. Yeah, because actually I don't know if we've really talked about this. One of the, one of the sensations, I'm sure people have Googled it, one of the sensations of early labour can feel like period pains, right? Yes, that's correct. That's um, And it, it can be something that starts dull and then develops into something more. And so I always say, well, if you're concerned, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to come in and get assessed because that's really important. Yeah. Because obviously there's a lot of preparation that's needed if, if there is, this is preterm labour. Thank you, Fiona, and thanks, Jess. Now, we've got another uh, little message from Sarah, and uh, she says, is it normal to have a little bleed after intercourse in the third trimester? Yes, so any sort of bleeding from the genital tract at this stage should warrant a review. So even if it is post-intercourse, I would be coming in and getting checked. Now, the reason being is what we need to establish is, well, what's the bleeding from? Uh You know, is it to do with intercourse and the fact that there's been, you know, a little bit of friction applied to the cervix? And so just on the cervix surface cells, there's been a little bit of a bleed and that's unharmful. That's not going to put you into labor. That's safe for your baby. Mm -hmm. What we want to make sure, though, is the bleeding's not from something else scary. And obviously, 
sometimes um, bleeding can occur when the cervix starts to dilate open. So it may be incidentally that, you know, someone's had intercourse, but then they've also gone into labor. So we want to make sure from that. And then we also want to make sure that the bleeding's not from anything else, such as the placenta. Um, and so it can be normal to have a little bit of a bleed, but my recommendation would be in, come in, let's check you out. Let's make sure that it's nothing to worry about. And, you know, you've just talked about sex and then sometimes maybe going into labour. There's that, like, myth, isn't there, that, you know, sex can encourage labour um, or induce... At the end of the pregnancy. At the yeah. end of so the pregnancy. So at the end of the pregnancy, yeah. Why is that? And it's never worked for me, I tell you. <laughs> well, sperm's very clever because it contains natural prostaglandins. So as we know, at the end of pregnancy, our cervix can be quite responsive to prostaglandins. And so sometimes what that sperm can cleverly do is cause, you know, changes in the cervix, which then provoke the labour onset. Okay. Um, thank you to the ladies that sent in notes. Thank you to Jess. Um, so what's going on with the baby at 33 weeks? Yeah, so your baby, um, what they say now is about 40, 45 centimetres long. So getting there, yeah. um, obviously it's curled up a little bit on uh-huh. the inside, inside its swimming pool. And it's weighing close to two kilos at this point. Um, so I guess if we're looking at things to compare it to... Uh, Maybe it's the weight of your laptop. I don't know. Um, a pineapple. Um, once again, maybe a big Sunday roast. <laughs> There's all sorts of things you can use. Um, but it's growing a lot. And obviously, we know we're at that point where, you know, uh, if you, for some reason, had to have your baby in you know, the coming days, your baby's going to do very well. Um, obviously, every day counts. Keep it in on the inside. But, you know, you've reached a really important milestone or milestones um, where these babies will do very well. That's amazing to hear. Thank you. Jess, we're going to be speaking to a hypnobirthing specialist in a minute. Now, as a consultant obstetrician <laughs> gynecologist, you know, you're, you're medical professional, you know, do have you seen hypnobirthing work when you've been in, a, in the labour room? Um, and have you seen really positive effects of that? Yeah, I... I... I'm thinking about myself in a room full of obstetricians right now and what people's facial expressions would be. But but I will say I'm a fan. Um, I think what I really like about hypnobirthing is it's that empowerment of the woman and often she involves her partner in it too. Um, and actually it's all about relaxation and utilising your body and getting into the mindset, which I am a big fan of. I've also, to be honest, I've had a patient that's done it during a cesarean section. So Mm -hmm. I I think there are big pros of hypnobirthing and I'm really looking forward to hearing what Siobhan says as well. Great, amazing, thanks Jess. Thank you to Jess McMicking for going over some of the symptoms you might be feeling at 33 weeks pregnant. Now, as I mentioned, I'm joined by hypnobirthing expert and founder of the positive birth company, Siobhan Miller. I have had such an amazing experience using this company and uh, learning from Siobhan and also their Instagram page is so helpful and full of really inspiring, interesting, um, uplifting birth stories. It's all about positivity, um, which I definitely endorse when you are pregnant and giving birth. So firstly, Siobhan, can you explain what exactly is hypnobirthing for people that don't have a clue what we're talking about? Sure. Firstly, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, it's a real honour to be asked to be on the podcast, so thank you. So hypnobirthing is simply a form of antenatal education. So it's a logical, evidence-based approach to birth. So it's not something that can 
work or not work. You know, it's not a sort of magic solution. It's a program of education. So you will learn about how your body works in labour, how the mind and body are connected, what hormones that you produce, you know, how you feel and the hormones you produce, how that will impact both positively and negatively, how your uterus is working. So there's quite a lot of science. You'll also learn what I call the hypnobirthing toolkit, which is all of these practical tools that you can take with you when you go into birth. So breathing techniques, mindfulness practice, guided meditations, light touch massage, You'll learn about how to make informed decisions using this framework called BRAIN, which I can expand on in a minute if you like. But it's a simple framework that you can use to navigate any tricky or challenging moments in your pregnancy or your labour or postnatal period. And then you learn about all of the standard things like the stages of labour, what happens when, when to call the midwife, the third stage of labour, the placenta, what your options are around that, what skin to skin means, what delayed cord clamping means, what the benefits of all these things are. So by the time you finish, it's a fully comprehensive course and you should feel really informed about everything, really prepared, ready and excited um, for your labour to begin. And how did the Positive Birth Company come about? Um, yeah, the, Hypno, um, the Positive Birth Company started because actually right back in 2006, I was pregnant with my first son and I was only 20 years old. And I had never heard of hypnobirthing then. I couldn't afford to go to any of the sort of private antenatal classes. So what I did attend was the free ones that the hospital put on, um, which were great. You know, I, I learned a breathing technique, which was genuinely really helpful. I learned about UFO, upright, forward, open, you know, positions for birth. But that was really it. You know, I didn't know about induction or pros and cons or benefits or that things were my choice or really how my body was actually going to birth a baby. So I went into it quite naive. Um, I was offered an induction, which I took. I thought naively that that meant I was going to be having my baby that day. <laughs> so I called all my friends and family like, I'm going to be induced today. I'm having my baby today. Obviously, that didn't happen. So it went on for two days. All the drugs loads of intervention. Eventually, I was taken to theatre. Two days later, I hadn't slept or eaten. Um, I was really quite frightened and and exhausted. And then um, I was taken to theatre for a caesarean, but in theatre, I was fully dilated. So they used forceps. And so he was born with the help of forceps. And I was just really frightened in that experience. And then postnatally, as a result of that, I then suffered with sort of moderate postnatal anxiety for the first year of his life. So it wasn't just the day Mm. itself that was quite difficult. It actually had an an impact Mm. in that first year of being a mum. I didn't know at the time that's what it was. That's just in retrospect. Anyway, fast forward seven years um, to 2014 and I was pregnant with my second son. And of course, I was desperate for things to be different and better. So I kept hearing about this hypnobirthing. And like people listening, you know, who haven't heard of it before or don't know much about it, I thought this sounds a bit odd, you know, a bit weird. But the thing that was really compelling was everybody who had done it was really positive about it. Mm. I hadn't heard anybody say, I did it and it was a bit naff. Everyone said it was great. Mm. So I thought this sounds like it's worth exploring. And back in 2014, you know, it wasn't easy to find a hypnobirthing teacher. Mm -hmm. There wasn't lots of them. It was hundreds and hundreds of pounds, which was really quite an investment. Um, And it's 100% worth the money, but it's not accessible to everybody. And at that point in my life, I was able to afford it. But obviously, previously, I would never have been able to afford it. Mm -hmm. So I signed up to do the course and immediately it was just eye opening. It was so insightful. I learned so much in that first session. It was so scientific. I was 
things I said, how did I not know this? You know, mm. and so much of it's common sense as well. And you think like light bulb moments, just one after the other, like, how did I not know this? Um, and I came away from that not only feeling completely on board with it, mm. but just so excited to put it into practice and give birth, like genuinely excited for yeah. birth. And also, I just felt I was able to put to rest all my fears from that previous experience because I understood why things had panned out the way they did. And I felt confident that I knew enough now that I could do things differently. So although we can never plan our births exactly, I knew that whatever happened, it was going to be different or I was going to feel different about it because I felt so empowered and mm. you know ready to make the right choices for me and knew that I could be a more active participant in my own experience. So I went on to have my birth experience. I gave birth at home. I gave birth under the twinkling lights of the Christmas tree. It was just incredibly magical. My labour was two hours, 20 minutes from start to finish. So wow. it was so fast, but so intense. And it was just absolutely incredible. And I wish I could just do it again and again and again. It's quite addictive because... when, it, when it goes <laughs> kind of well. Yeah. <laughs> I felt absolutely euphoric. I yeah. felt genuinely euphoric. I felt like I could do anything. I was invincible. Mm -hmm. And that feeling just lasted postnatally. I went into motherhood the second time round with such confidence in myself. And I honestly think that confidence just has never left me, that kind of inner belief that I can do something if I put my mind to it. Yeah. And that birth experience, it wasn't perfect on paper. You know, I did have a hemorrhage at home. I did have to transfer into hospital. I did, you know, by the ambulance. I did have to go on the drip. Uh -huh. So it wasn't without complication. Yeah. But nothing took away from how I felt in that moment. Mm. Um, and at the same time as that, in my sort of personal life, in my professional life, I'd left my career in marketing. I'd gone back to university to do this master's in psychology. I really wanted to find a job where I could make a positive difference to people's lives. And these two things sort of happened simultaneously in my life. I graduated from my master's. I had done this hypnobirthing course, which is all about psychology, had this incredible experience. And I just felt this is something everybody should have access to should they want to do it. Mm. You know, this is basic knowledge. This is kind of common sense, logical and it's made such a profound difference on my birth experience and my mental health and well-being postnatally that everybody should have this opportunity. So then I trained to become a hypnobirthing teacher. I started the Positive Birth Company and it was just my mission, and it always has been since I began, to make hypnobirthing more accessible. So I did free videos on YouTube. I made this online course, which is um, the Digital Pack. Mm which is £39. There was nothing like it on the market at all. And I had no idea how popular that would become. I genuinely thought, well, this will be good for people that can't afford to do the full course in person. This is a good second alternative. But over the last few years, it's just grown. It's just grown beyond anything I could have you know, imagined. And yeah, hundreds of thousands of people all around the world now use it. And it's, yeah, mind blowing. And you've created this community that is so beautiful to see and you've got an amazing kind of social media um, where you really talk about nothing being the right way during birth whether you have an emergency c-section and you have just done the positive birth company or you've just done hypnobirthing and it wasn't necessarily in your birth plan to have a c-section you have these really beautiful stories that people do birth stories we're all birth stories about their experience of how they were still able to use hypnobirthing within those potentially more testing environments and stressful times 
so yeah there's so much positive energy coming out of it left right and center like something for me as a, as a pregnant person who was studying it with you and I had actually already done a hypnobirthing course before that I hadn't actually been able to put into practice in the first birth it kind of w- went out the window for me which um I was slightly disappointed in myself at um I think I was trying to find my happy place and I, <laughs> I couldn't really find it I was trying to picture this beach that I've been told to picture and it just wasn't working for me and something that was so brilliant about when I did positive birth company it was so pragmatic and scientific and it said listen your body is made to do this whether your baby decides to enter the world that way or out the rooftop like it, you don't know but your body does these amazing things I think I I don't know whether you get this question a lot with other pregnant people I never really could compute how a baby can come out of your vagina actually how the space I'd go for a wee and I know that's a different hole and whatnot but like (laughs) I've learned that quite recently Um, it's not coming out the urethra (laughs) it's not coming out the urethra um but it, it was this thing of like how is this going to get out this big thing come out of my and that was what was so interesting. It was all the scientific things saying about how your your body changes. And actually, because you encourage partners to watch this, um, these tutorials, and it's like, it's basically like, instead of going to a class, you're doing at home webinars, and they're like little short videos of maybe what, 20 minutes or something. And you just kind of, you, you keep on racking them up. And so it builds this confidence and builds this knowledge and knowledge is, gives you this confidence. So you can't understand exactly what's happening with your body at that time. So it hopefully alleviates panic and fear, which can be a right bugger during birth. But I think also for my husband, who was my birth partner, he had watched all the videos and we'll talk about how whatever, which bit expands your hips. And I don't know, you're going to say it best for me. But during our second birth, he was living for this discovery of what we've been told by you so it was like he was like oh I can see your body changing he was like this is the best thing ever um and he could watch that now listen I had an amazing birth and I'm really it went really swimmingly and all that but it was so amazing to see my my partner enjoying that and really being able to relate that back to your course so yes, explain about the but I'm not explaining about it. I need to I need to do my refresher course. It's yeah, it's amazing to hear that yeah, he was so involved. It's you know, it's brilliant. It's a real team effort and birth partners, yeah, they can have such an important role in the process. But I think everybody goes through that moment where they've got their bump is growing and they have that sort of dawning realization how on earth is this baby actually going to come out and I vividly remember crying in the shower you know just with this big bump thinking how there's no other way now this baby's got to come out and how is it going to come out how's it going to fit you know no one's usually had anything that anywhere near that same size in their vagina so you're thinking how is this going to happen but there's once you learn everything that your body does it's just absolutely phenomenal you know and you talked about your pelvis moving your body releases this hormone called relaxin which actually softens all of the ligaments and tissue and everything to enable your pelvis to stretch and open I think the thing that your husband could see was your coccyx actually lifts up and moves out of the way so if you're sort of on all fours you can actually see that bone pressing on the skin as it actually moves up and out of the way to create more space 
and that's not painful when those no. when your bones are moving because actually everything's just soft and stretchy so everything can open um and allow your baby to descend so i mean there's just so many things that your body does to it, you know it is designed to birth the baby obviously sometimes babies have other plans and mm-hmm. there are so many different variables and things don't always pan out in a straightforward way but from a sort of technical physiological point of view your body actually is working for you it's on your side you're not battling against your body your body is doing so many things to help um, your baby to be born how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you got any stats for me? I love a stat, Siobhan. Whether people that access hypnobirthing, is it more common for them to have the birth that they want? Is there any stats out there with hypnobirthing and the kind of the positive results of that? Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely different things. So there's not been a large scale study that I can quote about hypnobirthing specifically, Mm. but there's definitely been smaller studies that have shown hypnobirthing reduces intervention. But Importantly, there have been studies about birthplace, for example. So if you give birth at home, if you're a second time mum, and even a more recent study actually with first time mums as well, intervention is a lot lower and better outcomes for mums and babies, you know, reduced tearing if you're having a home birth. And you're more likely to choose home over a hospital if you've done something like hypnobirthing and you've done some sort of, you know, you're, you're, you've, you've educated yourself about your choices and you feel confident to mm. go for that. So it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit, I think, there. And also just what we know from how the body works. If you've done a hypnobirthing course and you understand about the impact of adrenaline and how that's going to make things more difficult and 
more painful and, and slower and less effective in your uterus, you're more inclined to be using those hypnobirthing tools and techniques, breathing, mindfulness, you know, meditation to enable your body to relax and produce oxytocin, which is what you need for your uterus to contract and work efficiently. And all of that will mean your labour is quicker, it's more efficient, it's less painful, so you're less likely to need pain relief, you're, you're less likely to need intervention because things are working as they're meant to. So there's definitely positive like knock-on effect of having done a hypnobirthing course. I think it's also, um, we, we also, we have a special episode on place of birth. It's in episode week 31, where I speak to a home birth specialist amongst um, midwife who outlines, you know, other places of birth that you can choose. So do listen to that to find out more about home birth and other places of birth. But I do, um, I guess, hypnobirthing can still work if you are in the labour ward. You can apply your techniques to try and alleviate fear and tension and worry and all of this so it's not just for home birthing at all but it may may make you think that you could do it at home on a first time one if you fancy it but lots of people kind of feel like they prefer to be in in a hospital don't they yeah, it's a common misconception, I think, with hypnobirthing that people think it's just for home. And I mean, I know I just quoted the home stats because yeah, no. they came yeah, to mind, but people think it's um, yeah for people who want to give birth with no drugs at home, in the water. But hypnobirthing is for everybody in every birth. It genuinely will help you wherever you are because it reduces anxiety. You know, it improves your sort of feeling of being calm and in control and being able to make informed choices so whether you're giving birth at home or you're going to theatre to give birth you know you want to be able to meet your baby in the best way possible feeling calm and ready and prepared and informed and empowered you know all of that good stuff so absolutely it is for every birth and I mean and uh, look I, I can vouch for a positive birth company because I've done it and also it's probably the cheapest on the market which is also a big old plus as well and you don't have to go to a class which is also great so you can do it in bed at night and you just like look at lovely Siobhan's face and you kind of learn a bit about your body and what your, your bits and bobs are doing it's amazing um now is there a good time to start your journey with hypnobirthing or does it vary doesn't matter it does vary and it I always say it's never too soon and it's never too late I'd say the most common time is around the third trimester you know sort of 30 32 weeks onwards that's probably the most common time that people start thinking about preparing for birth and wanting to come up with some sort of plan usually at 34 weeks you have an appointment with your midwife where you discuss it so it's kind of around that time that people are typically thinking of it but I've had people do the course who are already past their due date and they found it immensely helpful because, you know, it doesn't matter if you come to it late because it's never too late to learn about how your body works, to feel more informed about your choices, to have a toolkit of practical tools that you can use to make the experience better. You know, it's never too late. And equally, it's never too early because the thing with doing a hypnobirthing course like the digital pack that you've mentioned which is on demand you can work through at your own pace you can revisit those modules so if you sign up early for example and watch it you might feel or you should feel immediately more confident so you can actually enjoy your pregnancy and then Ooh. closer to the time you can always go back and re-watch things but there's no point I say to people if you're thinking about doing it spending weeks and months of your pregnancy feeling really stressed and worried about the birth and then doing the hypnobirthing course and thinking, oh, wow, like, actually, I'm going to feel excited for my birth. You could have that experience sooner in your pregnancy and spend less mm. time feeling anxious and stressed and more time being able to actually just look forward to it and enjoy your, your pregnancy. So 
honestly, the best time to do it is when you start thinking about it. I think when you start thinking about it, you think this might be something I'd like to do. That's the right time to begin. How many kind of lessons are there within this course? So our online course is six, just over six hours. And it's broken down into segments, just the same as if you were going to the in-person course. So you have the kind of physiologist section one, the science. You have the hypnobirthing toolkit, the relaxation techniques. You have the... um, informed decisions so we talk about induction and cesarean we go in depth into induction um so if you're thinking about that or that's something that you're looking into um or cesarean birth you know all of that is covered within the course and then we go through the stages of labor and and all of that so it's broken into four sections but in each section it's all bite-sized videos so if you're someone that likes to binge watch things you can just crack on and watch it or you might just want to watch you know one little video each day over a period of time just you know 10 minutes at a time or something so yeah it's all it's all very easy to work through Plus, you get MP3s to download to listen to, birth preferences template, um, access to a private community. There's breastfeeding support. It's, it's, yeah, it's a full package. Have you kind of had feedback from your birthing people that there is a time when maybe you, they use hypnobirthing the most during the birth, whether it's the first stage of labour during or the second or kind of the pushing part i don't i haven't heard specifically like which stage they find it most useful but i think that some i I think when you're thinking about your birthplace and say you're planning to go to a hospital or a birth center you're thinking that that's where you're going to be for the majority of your labor but actually unless you're being induced and therefore you're going into that setting and then your labor is being started artificially once you're there actually for most people their labor is going to start off spontaneously at home and they're going to even though they're not planning a home birth they are going to be spending a significant amount of time in labor at home and i think people forget that because they think oh i'm going to be giving birth in a hospital but actually before you go to the hospital you might be spending many many hours at home in in that early stage of labor it could even be a few days so i think when you're there and you're relying on your birth partner to be your support i think it's so good then to have those tools and to feel that kind of yeah, you know what's happening, to feel a bit reassured, to have that confidence. Otherwise, I think if you don't know what's happening and you feel a bit out of control, that can be quite an isolating, you know, scary time when you're at home. I think something that was probably the most beneficial thing for me that helped me through that bit when I was, when my waters had broken and when I was transitioning, it was the four breaths in, eight breaths out. It's not hippy dippy stuff, the hypnobirthing thing. It's not like we're all going to be in meditation. I mean, there is a form of relaxation and meditation, that you, and it is meditative. But four breaths in, eight breaths out, and it changed my whole birth this time. I think honestly, like it's the one thing I say to everybody. You know, you don't don't if you're not going to do a hypnobirthing course, that's fine. Just take this one thing with you because it's free. Like you've always got it with you, and it's so simple, and that's the magic of it. And you simply breathe in through your nose for a count of four. You just do a nice slow inhale, feel your lungs expand, feel your chest expand. And then you exhale slowly out your mouth for a count of eight. If that's a struggle, just do six. But just try and have a slower, a longer exhale. Feel everything soften and relax. Feel your shoulders drop, everything relax. And you basically just do four repetitions of that. In for four, out for eight, four times over. And that's about 48 seconds, which is typically how long a surge or contraction lasts for when you are in established labour. So if you hear people say, I was in labour for 10 hours, and you're kind of imagining it's just one 10-hour contraction, 
you know that's not actually how it works the sort of surgical contraction comes on it peaks and it and it goes it's like a little wave and mm-hmm. you get this respite in between and as your labor progresses that surge lasts for a longer time they start to become more frequently but typically you end up in a pattern of three surges in a 10 minute period each surge lasting about 45 seconds to a minute and that's kind of a, a typical um pattern once you're in established labor so all you need to do you can close your eyes if it helps in for four out for eight four times over and then it's passed it's gone and in that little rest period in between you don't feel anything you just feel really normal and then you'll feel it come on again just close your eyes in for four out for eight repeat it four times you know your birth partner might want to count for you you could use the Freya app to count for you if you wanted or you could use a visualization if you prefer to keep you kind of on track. But relying on that breathing pattern is just so helpful in so many different ways because it ensures you're bringing oxygen into your body, which your muscles really need. You're not holding your breath or bracing. It's ensuring that your body is soft and relaxed, which is ideal. It gives you something to focus on. So instead of focusing on the sensation and the intensity of it, you've got something else to focus on. It gives your birth partner you know, possibly a practical way that they can support yeah. you if they're kind of counting for you. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just so good. And it's just 48 seconds and you can do anything, you know, even 60 seconds. I tell people you can do anything for 60 seconds and breaking it down makes it more manageable. It was so funny. It was kind of, it was the most unlikely situation I found myself in with my the birth of my son where I, I thought I'd be, I was doing a home birth, but I thought I'd be like, downstairs in the low lights with the fire on and making it all romantic and gorgeous and twinkly and I found myself in the study which had there there was a double bed in there and mostly standing up actually and accidentally I had not put this there there was a picture of my daughter which wasn't a frame it was a bit grubby because I think it had been on the fridge and she looked so sweet and she was probably she was probably about six months in it food all around her face we're obviously kind of weaning her and I had that, I just looked at that picture and that will always remind me of that birth of my son. Looking at this very cute, grubby picture of my daughter and breathing in and out and that being like, it was it was very effective and it, it didn't feel like, you know, first time around I was like, oh, I'm going to put the scented candles on or the essential oils I'm going to have, you know, my playlist this time. It was like, right, okay, accidentally you're there. You're very cute. I love you very much. That's what I'm about to get and I'm going to breathe. And it was amazing but um Siobhan this is such a pleasure to chat to you you do so much for birthing people all over to make hypnobirthing accessible affordable and kind of digestible and you take away all the, uh, the kind of preconceptions that come with this funny old word um hypnobirthing which immediately makes you think that you're don't know gonna be hypnotized gonna be hypnotized like stage hypnosis or something and I'm like I don't do that (laughs) that's not gonna happen exactly is there if if people you know are interested but we'll put the the link for positive birth company um is there any books that you also you know we all like to sort up a bit that you really love that kind of be your bibles um well there's a book well I've written a book (laughs) get it in can I recommend my own book yes Um, you bloody can I've written a book called Hypnobirthing, Practical Ways to Make Your Birth Better. And it is like no nonsense, just like down to what's going to be helpful and practical, easy to read. It's an easy read. And um, yeah, there's that one. Um, But also there's the little book of self-care for new mums by Becky Hans and Alexis Stickland. And 
that's such a great book, I think, for the postnatal period, because I think so much, and I know we've been talking about birth and preparing for birth, you know, so many people, that's the what they think about. And, and obviously, it's a massive transformative experience, but they forget about the postnatal period and how tough that can be for, for new mums and parents in that period. And I think, you know, if you, if you can read a book like that or do something to think about the after, the beyond the birth, um, and maybe put something in place for yourself, you know, whether it's, yes, yeah, support, people that might visit or a food plan even, you know, things so that you can nurture yourself on the on the flip side as well. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure to learn and hopefully it's made people that are listening to this excited um, about the act of giving birth and the the amazing things you're going to find out about what your body does in that time. Thank you. And you have these birth months, like the month clubs, don't you? Bump clubs. Yeah, bump clubs. There's so many free resources. You know, if I say we want to make this accessible, there's so many things that people can take advantage of. If you go onto Facebook, onto the Positive Birth Company, then go to the groups tab, we have bump clubs. So depending on which month you're due, you can just join the bump club for you. It's free and it's just like a little forum group with other people that are due at the same time. And you can connect with people and talk about things and get reassurance and support. And they're such lovely little positive spaces. Um, And then on our YouTube channel, you know, I mentioned earlier about free videos. I have free videos which give a great um, introduction to hypnobirthing, but there's also breastfeeding workshops. There's a workshop with a consultant midwife about what to expect in the postnatal period. Um, There's like different relaxation sessions. There's just so many free resources that you don't, you don't need to spend any money at all. You know, you can just go and take advantage of all of those things. And yeah, absolutely start to feel excited for what's going to be the most amazing incredible experience you know I think people when you give birth that's a pathway to something really positive to holding that baby in your arms that baby that you've really wanted for such a long time and yeah don't lose sight of the fact that you know your labor that experience that's your pathway to meeting your baby so it's a really positive thing and I hope that yeah you're able to go forward feeling really excited for that. Thank you, Siobhan, and um, and it's been so great to chat to you. Thank you so much. I hope you all found that useful and apologies if the quality of my microphone went a bit weird. Good old technology, really sorry. I really got so much out of the courses with Positive Birth Company um, and that's why I wanted Siobhan to come on here and chat. I think it's really reasonable price and I've shared it with so many of my friends and they've really had great outcomes um, using it and also just have really appreciated the you know the reassurance and the information and as Siobhan says there are loads of free resources on YouTube and on Facebook for people that don't want to pay. Thank you for listening and see you for the next episode week 34 where midwife Izzy will be back and I hope you found this episode useful helpful Um, we'd absolutely love to hear from you please leave us a review and let your friends know about this podcast if you're enjoying it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.